What's up? And we are back. Take Control Podcast. We in this thing. 2019. We got Brandy in the building. Hey, y'all. I'm fighting a cold, but I'm here. We made it. <laughs> Darielle. What's up? What's up? And it's your girl, Lynn. It's 2019, y'all. Whoever would have thought. Never would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, how was everyone's New Year weekend? Weekend was good. <laughs> New Year's was cool. That's why I got a cold because I ain't had no damn clothes. Being on. a hot ass. Um, but it was cool. Um, the Urban League had an event. I did that. Um, and New Year's Day, I didn't do nothing. Just kind of chill. It's been a it's been a good week. So, yeah. so. Here you go. Uh, mine is cool. Mine was cool. Um, I'm getting over a cold too from being out for new year's weekend and i was out here being mixy so <laughs> um it up. i was i mean I, my new year's though was boring mm-hmm. like i mean i did something but i was it was boring i wish i would have stayed home and went to sleep yeah um but yeah that's that's really all i've been doing 2019 has been okay um I will say, though, I ended 2018 with some things heavy on me, and I was, you know, in a bad space. But God always comes through, so I have a couple things in the works. Yes, that's awesome. I um, was in New York, um, got plastered drunk. <laughs> like, I got to chill. Like, I have to literally chill. Like, I got, like, I have to literally stop because that next day— was like I was like the walking dead I was a zombie but you know I got to bring in the new year around love and family and friends so that's always lit um did y'all leave niggas in 2018 did y'all cut them off with the ball drop or what did they I feel like I did okay I think I was cutting niggas off before new year's okay same 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 okay So a little stragglers, a few stragglers maybe made a it in. A few stragglers. <laughs> you know, you always got those ones like, I'm going to get you because you ain't making it to February, motherfucker. <laughs> but I also told myself, too, like, I'm not bringing in New Year's with no nigga. And I did it. See. Damn. I got to, my, my fingers got to itching. <laughs> and I, like, I was tipsy on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. So my fingers got to itching. And I'm lucky, like, I'm ready to come back home. I want to, I'm like, then I woke up, like. Girl, <laughs> you you still want to, you know, live it up. So what don't we want to see in 2019? Hmm. I don't want to hear, you know what, I really don't want to hear the new new me, new year shit. Like, you don't believe it? We was new me, new year in 2015. Maybe you change every year. Maybe you, you get a new, a new you every when the ball I, drops. I just kind of want just stay quiet like just say show it's the show yeah, me state show yeah, me yeah show for me. sure because I definitely said moving forward I want everybody to stop saying what they're going to do and just do it like yeah. I'm sick of people talking about all these goals they're about to accomplish business this business that like okay just do it like mm-hmm. we don't need to hear about it mm-hmm. let's just see actions yeah you don't have to announce all your moves everybody yeah, always. I'm being silent. I'm moving in silence. No, you're not. If you're telling me, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if not. you're letting me know you're moving in silence, I don't <laughs> think you're moving in silence. <laughs> also, ladies, 
please stop telling us every time you and your man break up and get back together. Y'all been doing this far too long, and I am so tired. I am tired. (laughs) Absolutely. Monday, you in love. Tuesday, he ain't shit. Wednesday, you single. Thursday, y'all back together. Friday, he the love of your life. Saturday, y'all break up. I don't want to hear the shit. I don't want to see the shit. Give it the fuck up. Yeah. Moving silent. Once again. (laughs) Yeah. Keep that shit in the group chat. Keep it in the group chat. We don't need to put it on the social media. I'm tired of seeing, like, people always want to talk about what they would and wouldn't do and how they are such this, oh, the vibe shit. Some of y'all motherfuckers are the bad vibe. Period. No vibes, good energy. Bitch, you wouldn't know good energy if it splapped you in your motherfucking face. You are the worst energy I ever met, and I don't even know you. You are terrible. Facts. I hate that shit. Like, you are so fucking positive. No one has to talk about being positive, that they're so positive. No, no one has. I'm positive. I'm positive. Positive vibes only. No, shut the fuck up. And sit the fuck down. Because all you want to talk about is how positive you are, but you are fucking negative Nancy. Mm. <laughs> I'm tired of that shit. Like, leave that mm. in the past. So, But anyway, y'all, um, check us out on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Twitter, it's Take Control Pod. On Instagram, it's Take Control Podcast. We got our Facebook group, Take Control Podcast. Um, hit us up on email email us let us know your little you know crazy stories life stories what scenarios you need help with at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com yes I want to say to all of our um, supporters on Facebook we are going to be coming back to Facebook we used to be really active in the beginning Mm -hmm. on Facebook and we kind of strayed away from it so I'm going to make it a point to take my questions and put them to Facebook and get more active in the chat so hopefully y'all come back and give us that positive energy that y'all were doing Mm -hmm. in the beginning and we're going to do our part please because me and Brandy is over 30 so you know Facebook is our playground (laughs) (laughs) we were the old bitches at now (laughs) come holla at your girls Okay, so we got some hot topics. Um, <laughs> we kind of only made it made it one. Oh yeah, we did. Okay, so what was this? A girl sends a man one hundred and fifty nine thousand texts. Y'all didn't see that? No, no. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I seen it on Instagram first, and then they were talking about it on the radio. So after their first date, over. Um, I guess this happened with, throughout the 10, 10 months afterwards. She sent him a total of 159,000 text messages. Did he reply to any of them? I don't think so. And then they said that he had like a little camera system where he could see on his phone what's going on. And um, he seen her in the bathtub at his house taking a bath and the police had to go. Was what? he black people and or white her? people? White. Okay. What? Dick too bomb? Or they didn't even... First date too bomb. Did they <laughs> even get that? <laughs> I ain't never. Ever. In my life. I heard about the one girl that sent the guy 60000 which I mean really ain't no better, but... What? How do you even get that many text messages like, off? Like, what in the world? Like, ladies, 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 stop chasing anybody, period. It's too wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, no, ain't no way. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? I wouldn't even. I would have called. I mean, I, I would have blocked. I would have blocked her by the. I don't know. She probably would download them little text apps. <sighs> she thinks she me. 
That's my favorite thing to do. Someone block me, download the text app. What's up? I'm here. But no, that's so wild. Like, and then the whole popping up. It reminds me of the Netflix series You, which said you're gonna watch. Um, and it's um watch it, y'all. Yeah. Let's watch it as a family. So <laughs> over the holidays we've seen a whole lot of uh engagements take place. So how do we feel about holiday engagements? proposals i know we mentioned it in the group chat we were saying like i'm kind of 50 50 on it do we want somebody to propose to us during the holidays um not necessarily i mean it's certain holidays like i wouldn't mind but i'd I'd rather you not like i want to be surprised i don't want to know like my birthday's coming up, and I know you come in bigger and better, and then it's a proposal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want it to be random, and I want the holidays to be the holidays. I want my birthday to be my birthday, Christmas to be Christmas. I don't want it to be Christmas and my engagement day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only, so when I saw it in the chat, because she, this one lady, it was like a tweet. She listed mm-hmm. all the holidays. She's like, Juneteenth, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she just like Martin Luther King. I'm like, damn, my nigga can't even get no MLK love. But initially I was like, I don't care. You can propose to me 365, <laughs> leap day. I don't give a damn, wherever. And I still feel like that genuinely if I really, really love you. And I know people's like, well, you shouldn't marry people that you don't really love. It happens all the time. But (laughs) then I thought about it like in the event that we are one of the 50 percent of couples that get divorced or we don't even make it to a marriage. Now, this day is going to always remind me of what happened. What what happened that didn't go through. So that's where I'm like, I do love I think it is cute New Year's Eve or New Year's ball drop he get on one I think that's cute but sometimes I feel like men do it because this is the time where they can get all the families together together. and sometimes it's not financially that's not an option you know like you can't do it on a random Tuesday yeah so that makes sense um I do think that Christmas proposals are really sweet Mm -hmm. um I don't know just I guess it's because it's that time of the year Mm -hmm. um I don't really think I would want an engagement on a holiday. And I also struggle with whether or not I want my entire family to be there mm-hmm. or if I just want it to be me and him and somebody mm-hmm. to get a couple picture, pictures off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess whatever he thinks would make me happy is fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I don't think yeah. if you're really in love. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> you in love, love. For sure. Yeah, so guys, let us know. Um, Give us some feedback on our questions on whether or not you want to get engaged on a holiday or not. So moving forward, is casual sex only beneficial for men? (sighs) Sometimes I feel like sex is only beneficial for men. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody y'all be slanging (laughs) or not. (laughs) But no, um, I think probably... If we had to say majority of men probably benefit more than women do from casual sex. There are, though, some women that just want the D and that's it. Yeah. So then it is beneficial for them. Me personally, that's not my that's not my lane. Yeah. Casual sex um, is just not my lane for me. Um, Men do, though, get to benefit from it. Definitely. I think that when I was younger casual sex was definitely an option Mm -hmm. for me um, because it was more so about the physical Mm -hmm. than the mental side of sex. Um, Now, 30 years old, casual sex is a no. Mm -hmm. I got to 
damn near be in a relationship at this point mm-hmm. have feelings for you deep feelings for you because it's just not enjoyable mm-hmm. it's not enjoyable um to have sex with somebody that you just kind of coasting with or Mm-mm. I don't know, like just convenient or whatever the case may be. So I definitely think that casual sex is more beneficial to men unless they're in a headspace where they're looking for more. And I think they might be a little bit more selective with who they slanging the penis to. Right. No, I agree. I don't know. One thing, though, I do feel like is that um, once you've experienced like being in love, that passionate. Yeah. And then you got to go to someone where you kind of don't even like I don't even really want to like. Lick your face when we in the bedroom. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can't even tell you, like, I like you while we doing it. Like, you know, right. like, it's a different type of energy. And right. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And I think I think when it's feelings involved, you're more free and you're more open to things. Oh, like, absolutely. if I don't like you, I'm not kissing you. Like, and kissing is important during sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like You don't want to make eye contact with someone if you don't yeah, like them. Like, like, you just, just, like, looking around like, <laughs> you like weird. bird boxing that shit. Like, no. <laughs> Dario, where you at? What are you? A little quiet. I was trying to find a post relating to this, but mm-hmm. I can't find it right now. So I don't know how I feel. Um, I think, I don't know if anybody's already said this, but I think sex period is more beneficial <laughs> for men. Than <laughs> I said women. that. That's the first thing I said. <laughs> and um, I'm with y'all. I'm not with the casual sex. You're not about to get a piece of me just to say you had it. Mm-hmm. And... Fuck y'all, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. some people be having like casual, casual sex. Like I talk to my homeboys, I'm like, yeah, I just hit such and such shorty last night. I'm like, oh, you ain't spending night. He's like, hell no, I left right after. I'm like, yeah. What? I feel like unless it's even still, I just can't do it if I if I would be in tears because I feel like when I think about casual sex, I feel like it be it's more beneficial for the man in the sense of what's going on in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like the pleasure is mutual, the stimulation is mutual. It's more so the guy benefiting mm-hmm. all of that than the woman is. Right. So like if I'm laying down with you and it's just casual sex, like I need it to be equally pleasuring for me. Right. Not just the sex. Like yeah, I mean I get it, but I'm not going to say that. I've always had sex and it had to be feelings because I've had sex with somebody yeah. and it wasn't really feelings or maybe I have feelings and then after we had sex I'm like mm, I really don't give a fuck about you honestly <laughs> but I mean Rick was too trash <laughs> <laughs> probably so it probably wasn't what I expected or something <laughs> I don't know but, so this is where I got it from so the girl said I'm still sticking to my theory that casual sex with men is not beneficial for women at all majority of men can't fuck Add in them not being emotionally invested in you. <laughs> Shit is even trasher. I'm good, love, and joy. Well, to be blunt about it. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> I've seen no lies. <laughs> so then someone said, I have this theory as well, and that many that many women having casual sex with men are settling because they would actually prefer relationship sex, be, but they're single. So they just trying to get it however they, they just yeah, getting it how they, they live. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or, you, you know how we be in those situations where, like, we know this nigga is, is trash, we ain't really committed, but we still fucking him anyways. I was talking to somebody, and he was telling me, like, it's just funny how, like, females set the tone 
and then later try to change the standard. Like if I've been if I come to your house every night at three in the morning, don't wait a year later and be like, you can't come over here at three in the morning. Like this but, is what you allowed me to yeah, do. Like, yeah, but sometimes you be thinking like, this is gonna make you want to come at three p.m. Like you know, you gonna <laughs> it's gonna draw you in. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of torn because it's like I get, it. I feel like you should set the tone in the beginning. But sometimes yeah. your feelings change. Yes, yes. and I, also. Yes. I've said this before. If we really, really like somebody, him coming at 3 a.m., they ain't going to fucking matter. No, you up. Uh, yeah. You got your alarm set. Yeah, <laughs> just call me. I'll wake up. Face like, yeah. Her phone sitting on your face. <laughs> yeah, like you waiting. Like, what? Like, you like you sleep? <laughs> Hell no, I ain't asleep. <laughs> no, I'm up. I'm up. I don't sleep. I'm a night owl. Like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not, actually. <laughs> but you're right. When you like a man, that's why you have to sometimes be able to separate yourself. Like, ooh, I like you, but... I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you guys seen this or not, but there's been this big thing on social media where Emily B was defending her daughter for messing with a man who had a family. Um, is it G Herbo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she was messing with? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I did not read the post, honestly. So I know Dario <laughs> probably did. So she was just defending the fact that she was with him. I mean, she was just basically, so she reached out to Ari, which is G Herbo's now ex-girlfriend slash baby mother. Okay. She reached out to her and had a conversation with her. I saw that. On behalf of her daughter. And she was also saying, like, she's proud of her daughter for how she's handling the situation, which her daughter has been very silent about it. Mm. Not saying too much. Um, But I just kind of felt like, Emily, you have been with Fab for all these years. He's done you dirty. He's cheated with you. I mean, on you multiple times. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's okay for your daughter to be moving like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what he may have told her, you th- their relationship was very public. Extremely public. There's no way you didn't know. Mm-hmm. You got to do better than that. And then on top of that, it was an, she was messing around with one of Diddy's sons when he had a girlfriend too. Damn. Emily's daughter? Yes. The brown skin one? Yes. I think him. Mm-hmm. Justin, is that Justin, his name, uh, Justin? Christian. 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 Mm-hmm. One of them. Either Justin or Christian. I yeah, I think it was Christian. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <sighs> See, you move, your daughter moving funny. She's moving funny. And then people can say, because what I realize now is, okay, maybe y'all have broken up, right? Um, and as I look at Brandy, Brandy kind of looks like G. Herbo's baby mom a little bit. What she look <laughs> like? light skin version. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no. So, we'll have to pull her yeah. up. <laughs> She's pretty. <laughs> but no, but like... Yeah, he could have been quote unquote single, but you, if you know this man has an emotional attachment, this is really what we need to be asking people. Not are you single? Are you married? Are you? Do you, do have, you an have an emotional attachment, attachment to somebody? Yeah. On top of that, because I don't care what anyone says, if someone has an emotional attachment, it's the wrong way to move. And Emily, out of everybody, should been able to be like, mm, this no, ain't a good move, that. baby. But yeah. my thing as an adult too, why are you getting in the middle of that? Why are you contacting this woman? Right. Like, if your daughter is not grown enough to handle her own shit, yeah. like, come on now. And she don't get no props for keeping quiet and handling it. Because she, she knows she'll get her ass stumped out. Like, <laughs> you know, no all people from Chicago, she like, girl, I ain't saying nothing. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> everybody always says... Leave a hood rat alone and get a wifey type. (laughs) So there was a meme. Yeah. So that's what that meme has been going on. Um, There was posting pictures of Ari because Ari is a little bit more louder, wilder, you know. Um, And then you have, um, oh, girl, Taina, I think is her name. And she's like more 
quote unquote classy and reserved and so now they're making this whole meme like and people were in like the comments like see he had to leave the hood right alone and get him a classy girl mm-hmm. it's like what is that because if the quote unquote classy girls do hood rat shit behind closed doors then what's the difference what's the difference is it because she looks classy she doesn't have the long extensions she doesn't have the long nails like wh- I'm curious I would like to hear some men you know, their point of view, I, I would like for them to hit us up because I've seen that meme and I'm just like... Yeah, and all the men have been like, yeah, I, I support this. And he done, like, basically made an upgrade from Ari because Ari is just loud and ghetto and then Ari used to abuse him and talk to him crazy. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even say abuse, but it's, it's videos out where she punching the shit out of him. I fussed before, like, I'm so glad I'm not this person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing about it is them the guys that will wipe the little girl Tyena and then they... They side chick gonna be a fucking Ari. Yeah, right. So it's like, come on now. Like, but they used to talk like, to each other crazy. They, they both were. ghetto. They are. That's just their relationship. You know, that thug love. But I've been saying that. So mm, I think it's the whole image thing that people want to yeah. try to portray, yeah. portray, like the whole pick me thing. Because, I mean, females do the same thing. Get you one that stay home and cook and clean. Mm, yeah, and, girl. Okay, girl. We all getting cheated I mean, on. You know, don't <laughs> right. get me wrong. Emily B's daughter is gorgeous. Oh, like, absolutely. She's gorgeous. But she low key with her shit. Mm-hmm. She looks honest. boring as yeah. fuck though. I would rather watch paint dry. <laughs> she typed like, "Don't put it in my eye. Don't get in my hair, girl." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So would we be accepting if our child um, knew was the, their new partner was somebody that they cheated with? Would we be accepting of that? I was listening to um, the Casey Crew, which is DJ Envy and his wife. Somebody had wrote in, and basically the lady was saying, like, you know, I'll admit me and my boyfriend started dating when he was still married, but the relationship had been over. They just didn't get divorced. And here we are six years into this, three years after the fact. He's, we've told his wife she knows. He now lives with me, and his mother doesn't like me. And she kind of controls what goes on in our household and I feel like as the woman that's not her place mm-hmm. so in this situation it seems like Emily is kind of accepting of the fact that her daughter mm-hmm. stepped in on something that was going on will we be okay with that oh no I mean in that situation you just said I could understand where the mom is coming from because I was his wife yeah. y'all are family y'all built bond and things like that so I get it but at the same time the decisions my child make is the decisions that they make yeah. I can't control them I can't tell them what to do I'm not going to hold a grudge against the other party. I'm just not. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that way either. My dad always tells me, like, it's what you eat is what makes you shit, not me. Yeah. So how you live your life is how you live your life. You have an adult child, and they're deciding that this is who they want to be in a relationship, more kudos to you. Unless this person is, like, physically harming you, emotionally harming you, or anything like that, then... I mean, I don't got to be buddy-buddy with the person. I'm going to be respectful just because I'm going to be respectful of my mm-hmm. child making decisions for their life. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I agree with y'all. I think to some extent I would probably look at the the new woman kind of sideways. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, because it kind of causes me to question your character. Like, you knew he was married. But right. why don't you, but you got to question your son's character, too. Like, and he's still And he's still in this scenario has not got a divorce but he has moved in with the other woman right and he keeps telling her like he keeps prolonging the divorce mm-hmm. but they everybody is on the same page that the relationship was dead right. i don't know it it would make me cause cause to question everybody's character at that point but mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like 
your soul. We joke about it, but I, I really don't feel like your soulmate isn't married, man. Like, I hate to say that. Like, Mm-mm. if he can't go get a divorce and Mm-mm. do it the right he way. He may be your soulmate, but you ain't his. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, like, <laughs> he I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of weird. But, Emily, I think the situation is just weird because you've been cheated on more times than we can count like why would you allow you not well i mean i guess you can't stop her but why'd you promote it why yeah. would you just mm-hmm. i guess you support and your child and he got a baby like mm. i wouldn't want my daughter that young to be dealing with a man with a little baby Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. all right not at all so moving on to more music industry drama <laughs> So Cassie has moved on. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes, girl. And she posted a pic of her new boo on social media after Diddy posted a pic of her. So. Diddy's so trash. He's annoying. Because Diddy knew. I'm quite sure Diddy knew that. Diddy seems like the manip. Diddy's a narcissistic sociopath. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Word of the motherfucking day. <laughs> but I feel like Diddy knows that she had moved on. And he posted, re- reposted the picture on his Instagram story to like cause a riot, get attention. And I think that's why she clapped back and she posted that picture. Yeah. I ain't mad at it, honestly. Mm-mm. If we're done, we're done. Don't fucking post me like you love me and you miss me. Right. None of that bullshit. Yeah. Right. Not after you done, rest in peace, Kim, basically said that that was the only woman that <laughs> you knew and loved and she was, you know, yeah. your lifetime soulmate. There was not a love higher. Like, I'm like, damn, my nigga. Mm. Yeah. Not after you, you know, mourn the death, which I get completely. But the way he was going in at it, it was almost like th- like there was no Cassie for the past decade. Right. Yeah. So. And now you fucking mad. And now you mad. Because I, I think she Because I'm hitting a trainer. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not impressed with <laughs> how she moves socioeconomically. But <laughs> <laughs> I was rooting for you in that department. But, you know, love has no... My love don't cost a thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I think she moved on gracefully. You know, she said R.I.P. when Kim passed away. Absolutely. And she went and she supported him. I believe they had pictures of her, you at know. At the funeral, yeah. Yeah, so I get that 100%. She did that. But now she's tired. Cassie's tired. Right. I think I think she moved on gracefully. So shout out to her. I'm yeah. pretty sure looking at the situation, I feel like she probably never felt good enough. Like she could like she couldn't feel Kim's shoes. Yes. I wouldn't want to be in a situation like that. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure they all probably felt like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think Kim's probably like the one that got away. Mm-hmm. But stayed still at yeah. the same time. Like it was that weird dynamic. Like he yeah. could probably never have her how he wanted her to yeah. have her. But yeah. Yeah. Cause looking at the interviews like when she passed away, different articles that she did about how she left. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. She just had to, like, just pack up and leave one. And day. I don't think and he was really nothing. ever used to that. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But I'm I'm happy for Cassie. Everybody I am. was like, oh, she wasted her years. And no. She's sh- good. She's good. I'm happy for her, too. She looks happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, unfortunately, <sighs> we have to talk about this. And, um... I'm not sure. I mean, we want to talk about it because it is important, but we don't want to talk about this R. Kelly stuff, but we have to. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be right if it would not be right um, if we didn't. So did you guys watch the documentary? I watched all um, six. six parts of the documentary. 
I definitely watched all six. It made me go deeper and do some research. I was on YouTube mm-hmm. for hours. Mm-hmm. Reading the book and mm-hmm. all types of shit. I was up late as hell just doing all types of research and listening to all these different theories and stories and stuff. So I've been definitely super invested the last three days. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Like, I feel like I'm a little too deep in the shit because, mm-hmm. man. And you can get there. Yeah. yeah. You can easily get there. I, um... <laughs> My best friend, well, Ashley, she said she wasn't going to watch it. She's like, I just don't, I want to watch it. And I've been calling her every morning like, it's just terrible. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like I shouldn't be putting that energy on her because she didn't want to watch it in the first place. And I'm like, I mean, you have boys, so it's different. But I feel like every woman needs to watch it. And mm-hmm. it's just so much to unpack. And it's just so much to sit and try to make sense of. Yeah. But I think mainly for me, it kind of opened a Pandora's box to what's going on in, I mean, it happens everywhere, not just the black community, but because we are black women, I'm Mm going to say the black community, um, about what is going on behind closed doors that no one wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, The main thing that stood out to me in the documentary was that everybody knew what was going on and they enabled him, they allowed it to take place, even the victims spoke on how he would bring other victims into the situation and they knew it was wrong, Mm -hmm. but continue with it anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's heartbreaking for me. Like, Mm -hmm. why, why do we think that is that in our community it's the, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm. It's swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. No one addresses it. No one seeks help. And this is how monsters are made. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just really tough. Um, I think that for some reason within the black people and black families, I feel like there's like a sense of loyalty that we have to our family members, that we're loyal to them regardless of what they do, whether they are, you know, murderers, abusers, whatever. We just have that sense of loyalty. Um, it's just kind of been ingrained as this is your family, family over everything, you know. So if you have some people in your family who are pieces of shit, you are they're still your family and you're still going to support them. And, you know, it's that loyalty. It's that sense of family structure. So I think that's one thing. I think another thing is that we never want to like let other people in our quote unquote business. We don't want to air out our dirty laundry like it's like we have to sweep it under the rug. I feel like <laughs> black families will have like these like history of all these like secrets and like these family secrets like what that was happening I didn't even know that so it's like that but when it comes down to it um, I think it's just so prominent and prevalent within our families that it's just the part it's a norm yeah it happened is then women will be like well it happened to me and my grandmother said it happened to her and my you know and her grandmother and it's just like it's, it's just something that happens and that we've unfortunately learned to accept it um, so I think that I think that's why or that attributes to it. Yeah. Um I never really understood why everybody is always keeping in the household. And it's not just abuse, it's just everything. Like mm-hmm. anything that happened with me and my siblings, my mom was like, You better not tell this person, you better not tell that person. Mm-hmm. Like anything, like even things I go on with my mom personally, she keeps it all in because she doesn't want anybody from the outside looking in judging her or looking at her a certain way or knowing what's going on with her business. But do you ever notice how 
our parents tell all of our business. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want me to say nothing, but you telling all my business to aunties, uncles, grandmas, mm-hmm. to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I never understood that. Yeah. <sighs> I do. I do notice that. It's like a, it's almost like you don't want to appear to be vulnerable or weak or you have to keep up this facade. Yeah. <clears throat> that everything's okay. Everything is okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like in my personal household it was what goes on in this house stays in this house or I never felt like there wasn't something I couldn't go to my mother about if that Mm -hmm. makes sense um and it just it makes me wonder like why the secrecy and and like you said it's a factor of not wanting to be judged and appearing that everything is normal and everything is healthy and Mm -hmm. all of that but again like that's how monsters are made you know what I mean and and watching the documentary it was like he was a victim you know what I mean like he was molested him and his siblings were all molested Mm -hmm. from they said the time that he was seven till he was 14 and it's generational curses Mm -hmm. just repeating themselves and I am thankful that we are living in a world now where people are speaking up about things and we were talking about this in a group chat like it has caused me to shape and reshape my own um thoughts on people speaking up like we talked about the whole bill cosby thing and i'm like i just don't get it like Mm -hmm. why would you come after all these years and say it like that man is about to die and it's like i have no right to tell somebody when their time is Mm -hmm. to speak up Mm mm-hmm whether it's the day after it happened or 30 years later, when you decide to speak up and let your voice be known is completely up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had noticed something on Facebook. Someone had said that they had had an experience where it was they had almost got um, snatched by somebody when they were a child, and they never spoke about it until they were in their 20s. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And another thing that they were saying... On the documentary, somebody, one of the people was like, you know, I knew what was going on. I seen what was happening. But once I actually started saying it out loud is mm-hmm. when it clicked like this person is sick. Mm-hmm. And I think the key thing here is for people to understand, like, we have to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. We have to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. And I always speak to uncomfortable conversations, but mm-hmm. they're necessary. Mm-hmm. They're so necessary. I I don't know. It's just the documentary, like Dariel said, I think I'm way too invested at this point. Like, And people were like, you know, I heard a couple men saying like, well, nobody was saying this when it was Harvey Weinstein. Black women wasn't speaking out like this when it was him. But y'all doing this now to a black man. It doesn't make any difference. Like, it doesn't make any difference. I think that is such an ignorant comment. (laughs) Um, I've been seeing people want to talk about Hugh Hefner and all these other white men. And Elvis Presley married Priscilla Presley when she was 14 years old. Okay, we're talking about little black girls that look like you and me. And we are talking about what a white man is doing to white people. (laughs) <laughs> not saying that and it's still terrible I don't right. care if you do it to a purple person but we cannot sit here and like shift all of our energy and say well if we're gonna let this white man get away with it we need to let this black man get away with it like no. what sense does that make right and it's it's going to be as as a woman it's close to my heart and as a black woman it's even closer to my heart mm-hmm. because like we said 
we've all been in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. with a person that would cause us to question all of this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I talk to people all the time and they're like most of the females that I've dealt with dealt with have been touched or molested or put in some kind of compromising situation like so of course we're going to talk about what a black man is doing to black women because nobody else is saying anything about it no one cares Mm -hmm. and that's that's crazy to me so i i really couldn't understand why people were victim blaming and that's what it boils down to um i think before all of this came out i think like you said about the bill cosby thing it was easy for us to be like all right, you might be lying. Yeah. You just now saying something, blah, blah, blah. But when I think about about my own life and things that I've dealt with, things I've been through, um, which I won't go into details, but I remember telling y'all, like, I blocked it out for so long. So mm-hmm. someone else can be going through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They blocked it out. They didn't think about it. And then one day it probably clicks and they're just like, this happened to me. Now it's time to say something. Mm-hmm. Or just, I remember being in a relationship where, you know, we used to fight all the time and he would put his hands on me. Like, I didn't want to say anything to anybody. One, because I knew I wasn't going to get up and leave and never go back. Mm-hmm. Two, just scared. You know, I remember a time where I didn't even call the police on him, but someone heard us fighting and called the police and he blamed me for it. He got mad at me and said, I, I tried to get the police on him. I didn't even call the police. Somebody else did. So it was just shit like that where it's like, it makes you not even want to speak up because you're scared or you know that you're going to go back. And so Mm -hmm. it took for me to literally be done for me to be like, all right, now I'm ready to tell my story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, A lot of the victim blaming I see, though, is very gross and very insensitive. Um, I'm seeing that on Facebook. I'm seeing posts up from even women who are blaming the victims. Like, oh, you asked for it. First of all, a lot of these victims that we're talking about are little girls <laughs> they, they were little girls they were 14 15 16 17 your mind is not all the way developed until you're like 25 and nine months or 26 years old and that's when you start to able using like the more um you're able to rationalize more and make more logical decisions that's why a lot of times a lot of our fuck-ups should be tend to be even though we're fucking up now and i'm 30 I, you right. know so just imagine the mind of a young girl so when i'm hearing guys talking about quote-unquote hot asses and that's or being fast or these girls wanted it or they could have left if they wanted to it's like we're not really taking a deeper look at it first of all they're little kids they can't make certain decisions um and r kelly knew who to go after He, he was very methodical in who he picked to go after he knew that these were children from broken homes they you know they had some already experienced some sort of trauma so it's like for us to victim blame it goes back to the point where one people don't want to even speak up about it yeah because they're going to get blamed for it so why even mention anything um to happen when at the end of the day no one's blaming um the perpetrator everyone's blaming the victim and then you have to think that maybe they did want to go because a lot of them were like you know i really liked him my career Mm -hmm. this my career that Maybe they did, but then when you get in that situation, you are manipulated. Mm -hmm. And so your mind, you start to think differently, and then you, you know, it's to the point where you can't even leave, and you don't know why. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I and that was my thing. Like, people were, and I I had to pull myself back from wanting to combat what people were saying on social media. Mm -hmm. Like, when I feel like I'm right about something, I got to prove my point. But, like, my thing was, 
the things that I kept listening to were the psychologists and how they were saying and they were saying like people who have never been in these situations cannot mm-hmm. understand the nope. context the mm-hmm. context of it like mm-hmm. well if you were hungry why wouldn't you just go get something to eat well if you wanted to leave why didn't you just go it's so deeper than that it is so deeper than that because they were also explaining that it's a slow process of manipulation mm-hmm. like it doesn't he doesn't or people they don't present the monster mm-hmm. immediately and just throw it at you Mm-mm. that's not what they do no in this situation it's it's small things like the the guy in the documentary the psychologist he was saying it starts off with somebody they test the waters to see how far they can get with you mm-hmm. i like to be called daddy mm-hmm. so call me daddy mm-hmm. you let him get that off then it's well i like it when you wear this mm-hmm. i like it when you wear your hair like this mm-hmm. or you put this on now i want you to walk like this mm-hmm. now you can't leave the house until i say so and it happens in such small doses that mm-hmm. you don't even realize you're being manipulated till you knee deep in the shit yeah. and you can't get out. Yeah. And I, I've had, me and Dario have talked about this on the show, our past experiences and relationships. And I've had friends say to me, I just don't understand how you could have been in that situation. I can't imagine somebody putting their hands on me. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want until it happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never thought that I would be in a situation oh, like yeah. that until I was in it. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to leave. Mm-hmm. Being completely honest. And they even said that. Like, it takes a woman seven to ten times yep. to leave a domestic violence abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Seven to ten times. Mm-hmm. And the time in between those seven to ten times to take place. Mm-hmm. It could be today and then I don't try to leave again for another three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people really want to say well, y'all just trying to tarnish his legacy or they knew what they was doing. No, No, it's so much deeper. I feel like even as adults, we find ourselves in these toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Something is with these manipulative men. And sooner or later, you're like, okay, it's just one thing. And you go, oh, it's just this. And before you know it, he has you doing something else. Or you're like, you're accepting all these things. So the more times you accept and you're just like, you get to a place where you're like... What am I? Where am I? Right. What the fuck? Yeah. And this happens to adults in just a toxic relationship where maybe someone's cheating or someone's, <laughs> you know, has power over you. But so imagine when it's like on a such child. a grander scale, yeah. you know? So, yeah. It, I mean, it was just interesting seeing like the people victim. And it really hurt me when I saw black women. Yeah. Blaming him. And it really even hurt me when I would hear about these black women that would victim blame and then in their post they have mentioned something that where they had went through like a similar situation down in the comments and I'm just like so okay <laughs> you are now victim blaming but you experienced something very similar maybe not to that magnitude like what what is it about I feel like the black woman I always say this is just like the least regarded yeah yeah and it was it was easy for you to be like hold on like I don't really feel bad for it was easy for that but you can't you can't comment on people's mental state and what Mm-mm. they're thinking and Mm-mm. what they're going yeah. through you just can't do that like you have to literally go through it to see how yes. you would handle it everybody's mind and brain does not work the same, the same. No, exactly. so how you may react to something may not be how I react to something mm-hmm. and it's just not fair for people to judge right it's not if anybody if we're gonna blame anybody the parents yes. the people around him R. Kelly. And, uh, yeah, and right. R. Kelly. To yeah, be that's honest, the crazy uh, thing about it. Everyone's looking like where to place the blame at R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, was he enabled? Absolutely. But at the head, 
is R. Kelly. Then you have maybe his entourage and his people around him. Then you have yep. like the moms and the parents and the family members. Yes, but at the head, it is R. Kelly. Right. Period. There's like no other like, oh, it's the victim's fault. They knew it. Like what? Right. So we're just not going to blame the grown ass man right. in this right. situation. And then I kept seeing some of the females like, Let's be honest, we was all fucking grown-ass men when we was in high school, so how y'all gonna be mad at this? Like, are you serious? To are be you completely serious? honest, when I was a teenager, I had a two-year limit. Mm-hmm. Two years older than me, that was it. Yeah. I, yeah. I had no dealings with an older man until I was over the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Like... And that was another thing I kept seeing. Like, let's not act like y'all wasn't hoeing around in high school. But at the end of the day, who is the adult? Who's the adult? Like, right. we're still going to. OK, well, now we got to go back in time and place blame on all those niggas that was fucking y'all with y'all's in high school. Thank it's you. still not the high school girl. Thank right. you. So what does that even like, have to do with anything? And I had to say <laughs> that to somebody like, first of all, you it's, it's so much bigger than what you see surface deep. Mm-hmm. You have a girl who's in high school, 17 years old, and she's dating a 25-year-old man. Hell, I know guys mm-hmm. that are still in the 21 and up club searching for younger girls. Yeah, Let's look at why we're searching for younger girls. Because the shit that you're going to get off with a, with a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old mm-hmm. or a 17-year-old, you're not going to get off with mm-hmm. a 30-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fly. Mm-mm. So let's let's take a look at that. Then let's let's talk about that girl in high school that is allowing herself to deal with a man that is... a decent amount in age from her yeah what happened to her when she was coming up or him because it could be just like with the boys and the teachers what happened to her when she was coming up who introduced her to sex at what age was it a family member was it a stranger was it another female what what was it yeah Mm -hmm. this shit just don't happen just because it's Mm -mm. coming from somewhere yeah people gotta dig deeper and they're so ignorant Mm -hmm. that they just like yeah, they, and then y'all are whatever. comparing somebody just have because it can just be sex to all of the other shit. It's just not sex. No, like, it's yeah, more than <laughs> yeah, that. like yeah, you can't compare the two. Yeah, like, you being seventeen and dipping off with a twenty-one year old, which I don't condone, and having sex is completely different than the thirteen, fourteen year old that's being um, chained to the bed, can't eat for three days, getting um, abused. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, we can't. These are apple oranges. Like, why are we even comparing the two? Like, there's no comparison. Which then brings me to question, why are men attracted to younger women? Honestly, though, but if you think back to it, because a lot of people were commenting um, on this, and it's uh, true. Like, since the beginning of time, that was always younger woman that was it like that was even you know mary was what 12 years old married from the bible mm-hmm. and joseph was in his 30s 40s yeah i don't know I don't yeah know sure. jo- yeah no joseph yeah, yeah i'm telling you he's 30s yeah. or 40 but i don't know if it was 40s could have been 30s but it damn sure wasn't he was no 13 year old little boy <laughs> that's what i do know for a fucking fact <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you have that so it's like we've been like conditioned so i think from the beginning of time it was conditioned even in other countries you got third world countries you have been over arranged in india marriages. arranged marriage it's always a little girl and it's always an older man and it's one i think it's because you're, you are able to manipulate someone who is very much younger than you. And the men are supposed to have them. power. And the yeah. men are supposed to have power. So when you are a 40-year-old man and your wife is 15 years old, hell, 
you can run circles around. You know, you right. have the power. You can manipulate. You can mold this person, this woman into, or little girl, excuse me, into exactly what you want her to be because she's so young. So I think you got to take a look at that. Then also the whole, you know, you want someone to bear your children. So, you know, that young age. So now we're going after that. So I think as time progressed on, that's always been like, that's always been the scenario. And I think there was a shift probably, I would say, because even back then they were marrying young, like Elvis Presley, like he married a 14-year-old girl. So I think it was still happening. But then I think as we began to get more information and research about the human mind and women were starting to get rights and now women should be able to finish high school before they're wedded off and things like that. So I think with that shift, then it's like, wait, this isn't right. But still, you still have men who are still in that same mindset. You know, I think a certain type of man wants a younger woman for manipulation, power, control, and things of that nature. Yeah. But I think now we get to, we have to pose the question like, well, what's too young? Right. What age gap is too much? You know, like when, when is enough is enough, you know? Right. One thing that stood out was his brother, the one that was in jail and he's completely off his rocker, but he was like, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. He got, he just got a preference. I prefer older women. He likes younger women. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) <laughs> but see, and that's a real thing, though, because they were um, it's like two years ago, like the people like the pedophiles or people that are attracted that they were trying to get that um, to be considered an orientation. Or like oh, that was like, yeah, yeah, like that was what you like. That was like an actual like, you know, oh, some people prefer same sex. Some people prefer both sex. Some people prefer they have a natural attraction to younger um younger kids, um younger boys, yeah or girls. younger people yeah sometimes it's not just kids sometimes it's just 18 and i'm 50 you know right. sometimes it's shit like that but so yeah so that there was um it was like an interesting post i know i'm not gonna be able to find it but um and they were trying to talk about like how you know um is it a illness or is it a um and i put it in i put so much in the chat because it, it's literally on social media it's just so much that they've had yeah so they said is it a learned they were talking about like molestation or pedophilia is it a learned behavior or is it a mental illness and they were trying to figure out like what that is it's it's a lot to unpack honestly I think if I had to put my opinion on it I think it is probably a combination of both Mm -hmm. um when you think when you think about things like alcoholism and people having chemical imbalances, mm-hmm. which makes them more susceptible to certain things, mm-hmm. take on top of whatever trauma they experienced, which mm-hmm. created the mm-hmm. person that they are today, I think that it becomes a balance of both. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Art Kelly, they were saying, and I kind of just we were talking about this before the show. I feel like. The time that he was molested, those seven years that he was molested, and when it stopped at fourteen, I feel like that's where his his psyche stopped mm-hmm. at fourteen. Mm-hmm. On top of everyone enabling him, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that he thinks that there's anything wrong Mm-mm. with what he's doing. There's no moral compass there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it can be a combination of both. Uh, I think I don't know how you draw the line. Well, no, I do know how you draw the line between pedophilia and preference. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're me- if you're 27 years old and you're messing with a 15 year old, mm-hmm. something's wrong. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Something <laughs> is wrong. Absolutely. That's not not like and he has a daughter. Like mm-hmm. not that he had a daughter at the time, but he has two daughters. Yeah, like mm-hmm. come it's, on. Like what yeah. could possibly a fifteen year old offer offer you? Nothing mentally, Mm-mm. nothing physically. Mm-mm. Like and, and Wendy Williams was saying that she had a conversation with him like last year and he didn't come out and say that he liked little girls. He said he liked petite women, which puts you in the mind of a woman who's really small, really small, mm-hmm. you know, the body of a child. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really uncomfortable it when is. you just think about all of it. And it, what made me really like, we was talking about it in the chat and one of the things that really just upset me was people, I guess to each his own, but I don't know how you can separate the man from the artist. Yes. When <laughs> in the his music, music is, about is telling us mm-hmm. what he's doing in his real life. Mm-hmm. All of his songs point back to what he is doing in his real life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even when you think about Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. like amazing music, it's undeniable, but your moral compass, how does it allow you to sit and listen to these songs and vibe to these songs, how you used to vibe to these songs before you knew all of this was going on? Like I say all the time, seems like you ready is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And we said before we recorded, he probably could have got my ass mm-hmm. when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. He probably could have got me. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to that song with them same ears and be like, this still my top five. Like mm-hmm. You can't. Not when you know that the muse or the inspiration behind this song was an underage girl. Girl. You can't. Like, especially his songs are so sexual. Yeah. And it is nothing for it to go, one of his songs to be on the sex playlist. Hell, you can make a whole sex playlist to his songs like you don't even need another artist you can just play his shit and get it on but you're really thinking like his muse like was a little girl like you have like in i think it was ebro um he's in the music industry he's like yeah i'm able to separate the man from the art no because the art is dictated by the man's lifestyle yeah so you can't separate you cannot separate the two right like period period like using Michael Jackson as an example, he wasn't singing about little boys. Mm-hmm. You know what but I mean? even with Michael and Jackson, he, to, he never was like a lot of things came out with the whole Michael Jackson that thing that it wasn't wasn't true, right? Yeah, a lot of families came out and said that, that they, they were, were paid all and they were lying. They were trying yeah. to get money and they weren't able to find and they they uh, toured um, what was it Neverland upside down yeah. for evidence and they couldn't find, they anything. Couldn't find anything. But this shit, R. Kelly. Right, it's <laughs> you don't gotta go far. Right. You can just case. ask a Chicago native, like, oh yeah, it was at McDonald's. I don't know what the fuck with, <laughs> with him in McDonald's. McDonald's. I think it has something to do with the mom because he said that the mom. Oh, they would go to McDonald's. McDonald's. See, he, it, it's all deep. I would love to like have him be honest and do a complete psychological, uh, psychiatric evaluation mm-hmm. because shit like that. You're right. And, and you know when he probably good and halfway in his grave is probably when he gonna come out. Oh yeah, yeah. and say something. Like maybe make a book. I mean, write even a book. the song, the nineteen minute song. He was like, you know, the I did it song. I did it song. I confess or whatever it was because mm-hmm. I admit I don't know. And he was like, you know, I've something about younger women and older women. Like mm-hmm. he feels like he's above 
the law. I mean, but he has he been has for so been. long. Mm-hmm. So now you get more outrageous. Like, I'm sure when it initially started, it was on a small little scale. scale. It was maybe like, I think they said a cousin. You know, but then he got away with it. He has more money. He has access, resources. So it just grew and grew. And now it grew to this point, 2017, 18, you have a cult. So you just have a motherfucker. So you just like, you just said, fuck it. Yeah, I was watching an interview with his younger brother, and I don't know how true it is, but he was just saying, like, you know, that the older sister had molested them, and she used control Mm -hmm. as a way to keep, because there would be little stuff, like if they didn't listen or they talked back, she was just like, oh, you on punishment, you got to stay in the house. And she mm. and he explained what she did to him. He was like, we were never in the house at the same time, so I don't know. I haven't seen it with my eyes, but mm. our mom didn't really let us go anywhere else. My mm. mom was always at work or, or at school, and my sister watched us. Mm. And when he was in the house, I wasn't. When I was in the house, he wasn't. Mm. And so then he was saying it's like the same thing happened to us, but he chose to go do it to other people. I chose to help people. Yes. And he was like, well, I think he enjoyed it. He was like, because I remember one time he told us, like, yeah, I'm not a virgin anymore. Mm. And he was just thinking, like, the same thing happened to him. And mm-hmm. this, it was just, like, their minds are just totally different. Like, he was like, I, it, it scared me and it hurt me, but he enjoyed it. And I think that's why he's doing what he's doing now. I think that's that chemical imbalance. Yeah, that's <laughs> a different thing. That's yeah. when you can have maybe almost identical situations happen to you. Just like you've seen people raised in the same household, maybe parents are on drugs or something. You have one that maybe will go to college, will be successful, than the other who's ended up on drugs. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. And unfortunately, R. Kelly was the one that he didn't want to help people. He wanted to end up, you know, perping on others. So So last thing about this whole R. Kelly situation was the part where they spoke on Aaliyah. I feel like the first two um, documentaries focused so much attention on the situation with him and Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. Um. And I personally felt like it was not right. Um, Although what took place with him and her is a part of his story. I think that they could have left it at what we knew Mm -hmm. and moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, The part about them seeing him have sex with her on the tour bus. I, I just don't feel like it was right to her memory because you had the victims on there and they shared what they were willing to share. Mm-hmm. Drea even said there were some things that she was not willing to talk about mm-hmm. because she didn't want to talk about them. She mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable with talking about them, but they didn't give Aliyah that same courtesy because she's not here to speak for herself. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it in the group chat again and you made a very good point. Like I fit my heart breaks for her. God rest her soul. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that she's not here. To have to mm-hmm. relive all of this stuff because of the damage that was done to her as a child, not only by R. Kelly, but her family. Mm-hmm. Because her uncle was her manager. Everybody knew. Mm-hmm. That's undeniable. Everybody around him, anybody who knew of him, his fans, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Her parents, I mean, her mother denied that all of this happened, but you can't You know your child, or you should know your child. (laughs) Not even that. You can't deny it when there are records of him and her being married. Mm -hmm. This isn't fabricated. Like, And then, I don't know where I heard this, but it was something where they said, like, he ended up burning all the tapes that he had of him and her. mm -hmm. Like him and Aaliyah. I believe that. 
it's it's really unfortunate. And then I didn't even know about the whole Timberland thing. Oh yeah. With him yeah. saying that he was in love with her, but knew that she was too young, so he was like, "I'm gonna just be a brother." Figure. And then married his wife because she mm-hmm. reminded him of Aaliyah. Like that's see, creepy. I it's a lot, and I and I feel bad. I feel like Le- Aaliyah was sexualized and passed around. Like so, she was groomed from a young age. So for Mark Kelly, so obviously when you are groomed, you you get you know. You know how to yeah. please. And they said she met him when he was when she, when was, she was twelve. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Just, I feel bad for Aaliyah because it's like, man, she just probably had to deal with so much. Timberland, that is just like when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, Timberland. Yeah, you got a lot of people come came under the guise of being like a big brother, a cousin, but in reality, they were in love with her. They were obsessed with her, and even if you were able to quote unquote suppress that. That's what you're telling us. Yeah. We don't know to what extent or what what was able to leak out or you know the thoughts that you had with her or the inappropriate conversations or decisions you may have made surrounding a child. Yeah. Like she was literally a victim and it's almost like she continued to get victimized on and on throughout, you know, her short life and I feel like that that is just very sad. I feel like the parents are to blame. Maybe let's say you were completely blind to it. My child, my teenage child comes out singing AJ number the number. And a 27-year-old man in the background looking at her on the picture thing. Okay. You can't can't say you're innocent. And you know what? Another thing which I don't understand how how this don't make sense to people. I'm thinking about how when we were kids, all of this just kind of flew past us. Mm -hmm. So imagine being a child Mm -hmm. and you have a grown man telling you different things mm-hmm. and how it wouldn't you you can't sit here and say it wouldn't just go above your head mm-hmm. right. we all like age ain't nothing but a number mm-hmm. we didn't think anything was wrong with it but now as, oh right <laughs> as aware adults it's like no this was not okay mm-hmm. like, they I were in matching people, outfits and that was the protege right, right. and but but then it was like well you know what she's not really sexualized because she'd wear baggy clothes so you know so we would give always like yeah. uh it's mm-hmm. not this but you think a grown-up man walking around with you you're his prodigy and I think that's now we gotta look at these other um, now everyone is saying like oh surviving Chris Stokes and surviving Birdman surviving Mm -hmm. um, you have all these people that have took these younger children underneath underneath them under their wing and it's that control that power thing so and that manipulation so who knows yeah it's no telling and that's what really broke my heart about watching it was the parents like the last two I just don't, I, I don't understand, like I was telling y'all, even if y'all never seen the tape and y'all wanted to go with the whole idea that he was proven not guilty in the court of law, mm-hmm. it was a fact that he married a 15-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. But my thing, it was still a fact that these tapes existed. existed. Even mm-hmm. if he didn't get, mm-hmm. he didn't go to jail right. behind it. Mm-hmm. He was allegedly having sex, which it was him mm-hmm. in the video, let's just be honest, that it was alleged that he was having sex with a 14 year old mm-hmm. why would you even put your child in Mm-mm. harm's way not happening the the parents said that they literally all went to an art kelly concert and he pulled their daughter onto the stage <laughs> they <mine>. let <laughs> her go backstage after the fact mm-hmm. all under the guidelines that she could sing and wanted to be a singer. Money is the root of. Evil. And then, and then, 
last night really broke me because yeah. I'm just like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. These parents are flat out fucking retarded. Like, even after all of that, y'all still wouldn't let her y'all let her go y'all after y'all rescued her from the hotel one look y'all still let her y'all still had a conversation with this man and y'all still let her fucking go back her and your other daughter like are you fucking kidding me like y'all are so fucking stupid and then it i don't even care if it was just hearsay she just a simple fact that even even got brought up my child is not going to be there i'm sorry not at all not even if it's whispers of some some shady shit going on about how she was threatening to do this that and the third if i gotta lock you up in your room yeah and take away anything that you may possibly have i move you across country i do whatever i and and that's what got i feel like even if initially y'all didn't think with your right mind that you might be putting your your child in harm's way once you realize that that was an issue they took it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to definitely get something out of that mm-hmm. because the mom said i didn't want to be i didn't want no parts of it because i knew it wasn't a good match but you still let her go you let her go mm-hmm. and here they are on this show there ain't They're, that I mean, much and following your dreams their, and allowing mm-hmm. you to follow your dreams they not, why a new dream. not why you in my house and under wow. my roof right yeah. You know what I mean? And here you are three years later beating down doors in Chicago trying to get your daughter out. There, That's what I didn't like is that there was no accountability on the parents' part. Mm-mm. Right. No. And then the other mom said, I mean, her daughter was twenty twenty one, but she still was like, I gave her my blessing because there's nothing I could do. Mm. You didn't have to give her your blessing. Even if she still went behind your back, you did not have Mm-mm. to say, it's okay, go ahead. Just because of her age. No. Yeah. I am not okay with this. I stand against it. I don't want you to do it. Mm-hmm. I would have done everything in my power to convince her otherwise. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, that girl was initially ad- introduced to him by the girl that said she started going to the trial. Yep. And that's how she got tied yep. into it. And she was like 16, 17 yep. at the time. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the girl whose mom was on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, And see, and I know we always talk, we're like, oh, well, you know, we can't judge someone because we're not in their shoes. But that's the one thing I feel like as a parent, that's the one thing you are supposed to unconditionally love and protect your child. I don't give a fuck how it's moving or going down. I don't care what. I I don't care. There's no like there is no. Well, 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 it was this or oh, well, maybe we're not in that position. We don't think like that or we weren't. No. Period. No, that's the one. That's the one thing I feel like with the parent, you're supposed to unconditionally love and protect your child. That is your once you become a parent, that is your purpose, your life's purpose at that point is to do that. As a 30 year old woman, Mm -hmm. Diana and Michael (laughs) will fuck shit up. Oh, absolutely. It's not happening. As it should be. It's not happening. Like, I I could not understand that. And even the one girl, she was like, my mom knew she couldn't stop me. Like, this is a cycle of brokenness. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It's so much mm-hmm. deeper than what we just see so about you. Like, so much. It's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I just, I feel my heart aches for these girls because nobody, not even their parents. Nobody. Protected them. I mean, the girl even said, the sister even said, like, I didn't tell my parents. She mm-hmm. didn't. She waited months to tell mm-hmm. them what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, I didn't tell my parents. I can understand being scared. They threatened your family. They threatened mm-hmm. your sister. Right. That's just a risk I got to take. It's I'm a risk sorry. I got to take. Yeah. You I, have to. It, it's just, it's all very draining. Like, it's a lot. And honestly, what I think happened, because I was thinking like, well, 
how were people aside from the people that were in the inner circle that knew like all the ins and outs I think on the grand scheme of things the people you know in the world but they were accepting like because now I'm thinking back like how was this because when this was all going out down and it was coming to light like we were probably in our teens or you know we didn't know the full like story but I'm like the only thing I could think of is that they were they didn't know that it was to that extent that he was that he was abusive he was locking them up like you know like the world you know they just thought he's having sex with young girls and the world was okay with that. And I think that's why he was allowed to go on for so long because the world was okay with R. Kelly having sex with little girls. And that alone was is enough. sick as fuck. Because like, now oh, everyone... Sex ain't, sex ain't that bad. Yeah, cause, because right, now like, everybody, those same parents that we, you know, are our parents and, you know, everyone's parents that knew that he was having sex with little girls, it was like not an uproar. But now they're getting this and they're like, Wow this is crazy. I didn't know that he was like keeping them hostage and you know, had this. I was like, but it was okay when he was just having sex with little girls. But now that we know that he was tying them up and starving them, making them have orgies. Now it's a problem. No, the problem was he was having sex with little girls from the beginning. If that's all we knew, that's a problem. And even sparkle, like (laughs) you knew something was off. Mm -hmm. You seen firsthand you said his wife knocking on the door asking him could she eat. You said he had control issues. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be handpicked by him and mm-hmm. how he wanted it. And you took your niece. You took your 14-year-old niece mm-hmm. because you thought that he could do for her what he did for your career. What career? <laughs> Who yeah. is she? I don't yeah, know her. Really. I don't know her music. Uh, I know the one song the that yeah. they have together. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like people were it's just like bringing him to bait. Yeah, I'm they just, were I'm just. Hand, I'm just handing him over. Here you go. He was getting like he didn't have to go far. He all he had to do is just stay where he's at. My people were gonna is, bring kids to him. All these girls, I was promised dreams and got shit. Nothing. Nothing. Ain't got shit to show. Aaliyah for. was the only one I think that got anything out of like career rise. And K Michelle. Oh, okay, K Michelle. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's it's disgusting. The one thing that blew my mind was when the girl, the kitty girl, was like, she was mad at her friend because her friend kept bringing up this tape, blah, blah, blah. Then she seen the tape, and then she was like, I just met this girl three days ago. Yeah. This was 2011. I'm like, this girl is still around. And then I get text messages that the girl and her family still in the music. And that blew my fucking Mm -hmm. mind. Like, y'all are just fucked up. Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, it ain't the that same amount of money that he or was fame, on in right? The video it's, in two thousand and one is the same girl he was still messing with in two thousand. No, and that's money. so crazy because I haven't seen the video, but I heard that it was very like it was no brainer that it was a little it was girl. Apparent that it was a little girl, and that is what makes me sad because that video was getting played in the barbershop you can get that dvd on the side of the corner like it was like that dvd was just distributed freely and that yeah, shows they said you, that on the show too. and that shows you how fucked up everybody are walking around here. everybody mm-hmm. everybody and it's just like why i we need to figure out why do little black girls why do why do they not matter yeah. that's what that's what needs to boil down to why do little black girls not matter and it sucks to this day to see females still Thinking that 
I got to please my man. I got to be naked. I got to show ass. I got to have sex. I got to suck dick. To please a man, like, people still have that mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't have to do that to keep a man. You don't have to do that to get no fucking attention. You just don't. Mm -hmm. It's so much more that you can do to get attention from a guy than to expose yourself or to degrade yourself. That's what they were saying. It's like the, this is the most important relationship I have. This is a person that I cannot be without. Mm-hmm. So you make it make sense. Mm-hmm. You make it make sense. You However it has it, to make sense, you, you make, make it. make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And happiness is being with a man, getting mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. all of that. That's happiness to somebody. If you don't have that, your life is meaningless. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel bad for little girls, particularly black little yeah. girls who have yeah. to grow up in this world to where they are taught that you have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get a man and then you have to do X, Y, and Z to keep Keep a man man. and it's never no point. It's like we don't have any sort of agency over our own bodies. It's like it's always like we need to teach our daughters to like not be manipulated by men. Uh, How about we teach men to stop being manipulators? Right. Right. Why is it we're having to teach our daughters to basically live in this world to where they have to be a victim instead of getting the fucking those that are, you know, the predators teaching them to like stop preying on other vulnerable people. Right. Right. We got to watch how we dress. We can't dress a certain way. Can't get drunk. You can't get passed out. Some of the stories I heard, it was so sad. Like this one girl on Twitter, she was talking about how like she had came to her mother. She was seven years old. She was being molested by her uncle. And her mother said, you know better than to fall asleep over other people's houses. And it's just like, why don't we, where's the value at in our little girls? And you know, I think I had seen this post on Facebook and a girl was saying like how it starts with, first of all, people, just like when the whole Me Too thing came out, a lot of men came out and said that they did not understand what it was to harass somebody Mm -hmm. sexually, Mm -hmm. um, molest Mm -hmm. somebody sexually. They're ignorant to it, not in the sense that they just don't care. They don't know. Mm -hmm. Nobody is teaching our children what's what. Mm -hmm. And that's what her post was, was like, from the time that they are able to identify mm-hmm. that the male parts are different from the female parts and they can verbalize that, that is when you need to start teaching them. Mm-hmm. This is what you don't do. If somebody says no, then you stop. Mm-hmm. You have the right to tell somebody no. Yes. You know what I mean? It, we have to tell them when they're young. We have to. You know what I mean? And yes. we were talking about that before. And it's and she was saying, like, predators like to tell kids it's magical parts. Mm-hmm. Things that make them think it's a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. No. A kid needs to know what a vagina is. A kid mm-hmm. needs to know what a penis is. Unfortunately, because that's the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So I then think it's when somebody, something happens to them, they can go and tell somebody and somebody will, one, know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and can address the situation. Like it, it, it starts with teaching our kids early and it sucks that that's the world that we have to live in, that our kids can't be kids anymore. Yeah. And I was just thinking of the day too, like I never want to have a daughter, but I'm like, you know what? I have boys. How can I... Fix the situation with my boys. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to raise men to think that it's okay to degrade women, to treat mm-hmm. women like shit, to abuse. Mm-hmm. I don't right. want to do that. So I don't have daughters, but I can change it with my sons. Exactly. And I also don't want my my sons thinking that this is stuff that can happen to them because they're boys. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's man. Right. Yeah. Man up. Yeah. That, I was telling my best friend, I'm like, I, like I said, I was messing up her energy talking about it and she said she didn't want to watch it and I'm like I mean I understand you don't want to watch it you have boys it's different but then I got to thinking about it like no Mm-mm. 
because it's probably more common that little boys don't. That right. men, boys, whoever, they oh, don't. Little they boys don't definitely say aren't. Nothing. They're you know definitely not saying, saying, nothing. saying nothing. To this day, I'm almost positive there's men that have experienced sexual abuse, especially at the hands of another man, and yeah, they're not and saying not saying anything. nothing. Nothing like with the Rasby thing. Omarion was like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> like okay. he's like, don't don't bring me in this. And Rasby like, you were there. Right. Yeah. But it's that it's that shame. It's that all that. It's like you need to really teach when you're having kids. This is like definitely for the parents. Teach your child that they have ownership of their body. We was talking before. If your child doesn't want to hug that uncle, that aunt. Don't force them to. Right. You don't know what's going on or what has happened or anything, and believe your children. Even if your child lies about everything under the sun, we gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm believe you, yeah. and we gonna at least do some research and try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to y'all's kids, please. Get kids journals. Yes. Because I told my son it was a point where like he didn't want it, he didn't like to express himself or say anything. I'm like, here's a journal. Mm-hmm. Write down how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to tell me, tell me why you're mad. Mm-hmm. Write it down, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we'll talk about it. I think yeah. it's important that we give children the power that Definitely. they deserve because they are still people. Yeah. And people do know that people view them as being powerless. And they're not. Definitely. So then, empower them. And then I started to feel like, you know, how we feel like, you know, we got to beat our children or whoop them and yell at them and so they can fear us so they mm-hmm. don't do anything wrong. But then when they fear you, they're not comfortable with you. Mm-mm. Oh, you know what? Because I finally watched Bird Box. Mm-hmm. And that's what the little boy told her when the little girl was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, she's scared of you. She's yep. scared of you. And that's a problem. Yeah. And the whole whoopings, I'm not I'm not a mother, but I'm against whooping. But I feel like, and this would be another great show that we can go on. But I, I just throw it out there. I feel like the whole whooping thing is something that was started from slaves, like, masters yeah. and slaves. Like you whoop them to yeah. you instill this fear in them. Yeah. They don't do what you want. You whoop them. But yeah. that would definitely be that another really a good show. topic yeah. that we could have. But definitely parents, listen to your kids, protect yeah. your children, empower them at a young age. Don't leave them around. Um, even people you do know. Right. Shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> you have kids, to be in tune with your kids. Have yeah. these conversations. You ask your child how they're they going. They say good. No. Tell me about it from sun up to sundown. Let me know what you did. What did this teacher do? What did they do over this house? Like, don't take these short answers for um like as what it is. You need yeah. to definitely be in tune with your children. Yeah. And I think the only piece of advice that I have before we end, children, women, men, whatever the case may be. When you are in a situation, if something feels off, pay attention to that. Like, mm-hmm. we are so used to turning a blind eye to things or thinking that it's not as bad as we think it is in our head. Mm-hmm. And nine out of ten times, it usually is. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and you retrace your steps and a lot of experiences that you have, you can kind of pinpoint where things start mm-hmm. and where it just continued and got worse and got worse and got worse. Mm-hmm. If you are in something that does not feel right on no kind of level, not morally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Let it go before you get to a place where you cannot get out of it. Right. Yes. I would say have those uncomfortable conversations. Speak your truth. Tell your stories. Mm -hmm. You have to, you got to speak up. Yeah. To help yourself go to therapy, to help other people. Like, Whatever it is, you got to deal with your shit. Yeah, definitely. And, and men, too, like, I really want to, I really want to put that, put that out there to men. Like, 
you were talking about the whole thing where like she would say crazy stuff to him and she would punch him and all of that like that's not normal Mm -mm. behavior Mm -mm. i don't care if you are a man and yes men are stronger than women physically if you are in a situation with a woman where you feel like you are being verbally abused if you can't bring that to somebody's attention Mm -hmm. just leave her alone Mm -hmm. something's off with her yeah. You know what I mean? And I it's agree. not your responsibility to stay in that situation. Like we talk a lot about females, mental health, all of that, but men is just men. as important. Yes. Yep. And also one last thing, because this is y'all was just talking about it. Stop trying to make little boys grow up sooner than what they have to. A yeah. lot of times we're hearing about older brothers, uncles, like having their younger um kids, eleven, twelve, have sex with grown women women. like that was like that's a that's a very common story especially in the black community where it's a rites of passage just coming into your manhood because whether you realize or not you are creating some trauma and it's not just going to only affect him it's going to affect those that he comes into um into account with and also when we hear these stories of boys that are 15 16 that are having sex with adult women that's not okay either and that's also an issue so as a community, we need to do better. Period. Yeah, I agree. It's not just the little girls that are out here that are being victim. Yeah. So. And there's so many things that just come to mind. Like, <coughs> as, a, as a friend, <coughs> and just like the whole thing I kept saying about this whole situation with R. Kelly, everybody knew and said nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you are friends, family, acquaintances mm-hmm. with somebody, don't be silent. If mm-hmm. you know that something is going on, Say something. Try to get that person help. Try to get them out of the situation. We always feel like we need to mind our business. Like, I don't want to talk too much about this because it's pissed me off too, but the situation with the girl in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Nobody helped her. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't pull her off him mm-hmm. after he snatched her. Like, we live in a world where it's like you need to mind your business. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I understand you don't want to put your own life in in danger. By thank God she had them else. hands. Right. <laughs> right. Thank God she had them hands. Like, Mm-hmm. If you know that something wrong is going on with somebody that you know or love and care about, try to get them help in any way that you know how. If you mm-hmm. don't want to physically insert yourself into the situation, tell somebody. Yeah, I agree completely. Like they were doing on the show wellness checks. If you got to do wellness checks mm-hmm. to make sure your homegirl is good because you know she in an abusive situation, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Completely. Because these people, these monsters out here thrive off of people staying silent. Yes. So, I guess that's all we got. I've had enough. <laughs> we started off on a serious note, 2019. Definitely. Yeah. So, we're going to be back with some funny stuff. Next week, we're going to talk week. about how new I'm just happy to be back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 2019. We're going to do more live videos, stuff. too. That oh, yeah, fun. that was so much fun. That, that was, was fun. so We were sick fun. last week. Yeah, me and so. Daryl was about to do it, and my voice was worse. And she was like, I don't feel good. I was like, we don't have to do it. Just talk <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> so, yeah, we we hope everyone has a ma- amazing 2019. Move in silent, y'all. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>